Blog Talk Radio. I ain't married. I ain't got nobody to cook for me. You know, like somebody. 
Hey, it's, it's better you got Panera than you over here running to the door because somebody's trying to get in and give you a food, y'all. That was hilarious. And needless to say, we hey, did not forget what, about that. Wait, wait. Like you said, brother got to eat. <laughs> exactly. Brother got to eat. Exactly. Which was hilarious. I was, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody, my food's at the door. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My food is there. My food is there. Y'all do the show. I'll be back. Talk about something. Uh, yeah, talk <laughs> about something. <laughs> I got to get my food. Hey man, you know, hey, there's certain, you know, hey, you ever had a situation where you had to go to the bathroom and you wasn't in a place where you really wanted to go to the bathroom and your body said, I don't care, <laughs> you're going to the bathroom. Okay, that night, Negro was hungry. Okay, that's it. Bottom line, brother was brother was hungry. Okay. Um. Home. Anyway, let's jump right on in, man. Now that we done did, you know, I I, I want I really want to engage you guys in this question because. It's been the talk of the day. Drew Brees set the record. Thank you, Drew. You led me to two more fantasy football. Actually, one more. I don't have you on both my teams. But you led me to another fantasy football victory. I'm 4-1 and one in one league, 3-2 and two in the other league. I'm feeling pretty good. I, I, like, I like how my fantasy season is rolling so far this year. We'll see what happens. But so far, so good. And, you know, a large part of my success over the years has been one year I had Drew Brees in both leagues, but then – some fantasy football owner to say, oh, let's let's do a redraft and start all over. No, I don't want to do a redraft. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Um, so I've watched Drew Brees a lot over the years because I've had him in fantasy. So as you guys all know, you watch the player a little closely, a little more closely when they're on your roster, right? And as we all know, congratulations. He um, is the number one passer as far as yards of all time. Um, he just uh, Peyton and, and Brett Favre in the same night. He is, um, I, I think Peyton's got the record in touchdowns, and then Brady's right behind him, and then I think Drew Brees is right behind Brady. So both of them will probably take out Peyton, and then it'll be between the two of them to see who gets the title. And seeing as Drew Brees is 39 and Brady's 41, my money's on Brees right now because they're both playing at a high level. But Brees is a little couple years younger, so. My question is, and I'm not even – I was going to look up all his records. I mean, I know one of them is he's thrown for 5,000 yards five times in his career. And all the other quarterbacks in the history of the NFL have done it for four times, and no one's done it more than once. You know, he's got 500-yard games, 400-yard games, 300-yard games, and he's like one of the tops in all those categories, if not at the top. I mean, the, the man's numbers are astounding. But here's the thing. He doesn't get the same amount of credit that a Brady gets. He doesn't get the credit that even Aaron Rodgers get. When, when people are talking about the best quarterbacks in the NFL, you rarely hear Drew Brees. You hear him as one of the best, but you don't hear him as the best. And the, the knock, I guess, is that he's played the bulk of his career in a stadium. And so, therefore, you know, that has helped his numbers. Um, but you know, I want to ask you guys, you know, where would you put Drew Brees on your list of all-time great quarterbacks? And is anyone, can anyone make a case that maybe he is the best ever? Maybe he is the best to ever do it. I, I, I don't know. I think it's something we got to take a look at here. Um, let's start. JB, I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts? I know you're cooking. It's very I'm starting. No, no, I'm, I'm done. Cooking, I'm cooking nothing right, for me. Right at the hour. 
Well, bruh, <laughs> come on down, come on down. Um, it's an awesome question, thought-provoking one. He is in. I would put him in my top five. I still have Montana, Brady, flip-flop between one and two. Uh, watching both of them. Um, gosh. Yeah, there's an argument to be made for 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 Breeze, absolutely. Uh, and I think when we talk about respect and the accolades and everything that goes along with it, I think maybe it's just because he played in a small market. Uh, maybe he didn't have the, the, the hype coming into the league. He wasn't a number one pick. wasn't even drafted in the first round, if I remember correctly. Uh, obviously, neither was Brady, but, I mean, he was thrust onto the stage with all these multiple Super Bowl appearances and what have you. So he's not my number one. Um, and, and maybe it has to do more with the fact that it's one Super Bowl versus the multiple Super Bowls for Brady and, and obviously being undefeated for Montana. But um, statistically, he matches up obviously with, with anybody and everybody. So I'd probably put him somewhere in my top five, maybe three, four, five, I'm just not sure, with Montana, Brady kind of jostling for first and second position. Okay. So somewhere between three and five. Can can you at least, who would your other top five be if you've got him up there, but you're not sure where he sits? Who are the other two that you would be playing with? Uh, Peyton obviously would be right there. And, um, well, let me, let me tell you, there's a lot of top quarterbacks. I don't know outside of Brady and for many of us, Montana, I, I really don't think this is a clear cut question. I, I, you know, so I not even Peyton. I really don't think it's a clear cut question. But go ahead. So you got you got Peyton. No, no. Yep. Um. Still got to throw Marino up in there, man. Just his release and his footwork and just what he was able to do from the pocket. Got to put him up there too. I, I'm, I'm probably forgetting somebody, but that's the one name that that I keep thinking about. <laughs> Uh, K-Star, being a, a former uh, Indiana res- resident, I'm curious where you, and, and certainly having a lot of familiarity with Peyton Manning and your love affair with Ben, and then, of course, you know, Cam Newton going to the Hall of Fame, I'm curious where you put Drew Brees <laughs> on the all-time great list. Uh, uh, had to bring up Cam. Um, well, hey, you're lucky I didn't bring up Tim Tebow, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is tough. Um, Great question. By the way, if anyone's listening live, if anybody in Madden Voice Land listening live, Red Sox are up uh, top of the fourth, four to nothing. Uh, oh, right. the, the Yankees might be going. The Yankees might be going home tonight. But just, just I'll give periodic updates because I don't know who's listening and where you might be. And it's certainly the playoffs, and it's a big series, Red Sox Yankees one of the biggest rivalry in all of sports. So, um, or nothing, Red Sox at bat. Okay, go ahead. Go Sox. Yeah, yay. Yeah, this is tough. Um, Drew Brees, as great as he is, his, his playoff record, Seven and six. Uh, 
Um, now, to be so good as he is statistically, year in and year out, and with with that being his playoff record, it's just a little weird. You would you would think that he's better. I mean, you he, you would think he would be a little bit better. On the flip side, you know, Peyton, so Drew Brees and Peyton Manning to me are, are on, on the second half of the top five, four and five. You can interchange them. But, I mean, even when you look at Peyton, his playoff record is 13 and 12. The thing, though, with, with Peyton is he, he does have multiple rings. And the only reason why I bring up playoffs and, and Brees is because we already know statistically he's, like, arguably the best quarterback of all time statistically in fantasy football for fantasy football purposes. And I love Drew Brees. He's from Purdue. Um, group watching him, took Purdue to the Rose Bowl. But I think he's on that back half of four and five with Peyton. Um, I have Peyton slightly ahead. Drew Brees' career, though, is not over. Peyton's is. So I can imagine Brees surpassing Peyton. I, I think that he would need another Super Bowl win to do it. I'm not going to be, you know, swayed by a couple more great years of, of statistics by Brees um, because we need a little bit more, more than that from, from him because we've seen it. So so often, and that already has put him in the top five because of his statistics. It's not because of his playoff legacy. It's not because he's won multiple Super Bowls. Um, and when you look at the totality of, of a career, and we're talking about top five, you kind of have to factor in, in my opinion, you know, you got to factor in, of course, statistics, but then you also have to look at their playoff resume. And um, for me, I think that's what puts Breeze at five. Um, Peyton at four. Brady, to me, is number one. Number two uh, would be Montana. And, um, you know, number three um, is, is, is probably, I don't, I don't know. It, it could be Elway. It could be, it could be far. That's, that's, I, I have to, I, I'm not sure on who number three would be. It, it could be Breeze eventually, or it could be Peyton, or it could be in Rogers. I mean, it's just, um, there's an argument to be had for all three of those guys. Conviction. I'm not. I, I love your conviction. Well, for three, three. Really. Telling me anything. <laughs> I could be five. Could be I mean, three. I don't. I don't know who three is. I mean, you could say Elway or you could say um, Brett Favre. I mean, they both have pretty good arguments. Those is Breeze. It's interchangeable, really. Yeah, but in the top pick, five, in okay, my opinion. Okay. Well, no, no. There's not interchange. Make a decision. Because if you say Elway or Peyton or Breeze, you're leaving someone out of your top five because you've named six quarterbacks. So then, who doesn't make your top five? Because you've named six quarterbacks. Yeah. Do you know? Do you realize you've named six quarterbacks? Yeah, I'm aware. It's a you, tough. You, it's a tough call. Okay. I, didn't, I, I wasn't prepared for this question. I would leave out. If well, you know, I'm not my fault. You don't look at six. the agenda. I'm not fault. You don't look at the agenda. It's there. It's been there for hours. Mm-hmm. I'm not fault. Look at the agenda. Don't get an email to us. Let me tell you. Man, hey, I ain't your dad. Shoot, it's, it's out there. All you gotta do is look. Go to Madden Voice. Facebook, Madden Voice. Check the email earlier. Right there. I ain't emailing you. Yeah, far from me, before y'all never checked it. Uh, far from me, would miss the top. Y'all supposed to be marketing Uh, the damn show. Now you want to go there, market the show. That's that's why I put it on the Madden Voice. Maybe someone would say, "Oh, let me tell my friends that I'm co-hosting this great radio show tonight, and I'll share this." Anywho, do you have five, or do you want to name like eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just named five. I have a name date. Uh, I had um, Brady, I have Montana. Um, God, I have Peyton. 
Um, I have Breeze, and I have Rogers. Oh, so now you Breeze is over Rogers. That's so fine. Rogers. I told you Favre. Favre, so Favre and Elway are out because you brought in Favre, you brought in Elway, so they're out of your top five. Yeah. Now Rogers, you just moved Rogers yeah. in. Okay. I did. And Breeze, and where does Breeze sit? Uh, oh, I have Breeze. I have Breeze ahead of Rogers. So Breeze is at four. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, Dr. Dr. Train. Breeze at four. Dr. Rogers Train, at five. You're a man with a PH. You're a man with a PhD. You are a man with the highest amount of education of anyone on this show. Maybe you can answer a straight question and give me your top five all-time quarterbacks. Uh, honestly, I can't. I, I really hate the top five quarterback <laughs> question with passion. <laughs> See? It's like See? the worst. This it, is is the, it is by far the worst question to ask me because there's the, oh. the, the, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? See, well, I'm off work, so my brain is like dying down. Uh, the accolades or the criteria in which you grade them is not even across the board. Okay, so why is it a bad question? I didn't give you criteria. Select your criteria and name five. uh, It's it's a bad bad question because I feel it's a bad question. I don't really have a top five. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. I'm going to answer your original question. Slow slow down, slow down, slow down. Why would you insult my question when I'm not giving – I'm allowing you (laughs) – Well, you did. You said it was a terrible question. I don't know how that's a compliment. (laughs) It's, it's, the first it's, time you it's, you're not the only person that ever asked that question. I, I never, I never said I'm that? the one. Who, I'm the one asking it tonight, though. I don't care who else asked it. I'm asking it tonight on our show. Your top five quarterbacks of all time. Why would your response be? That's a terrible question. I didn't give you the criteria. You can use whatever criteria <laughs> you want. You want to use stats? Use stats. You want to use wins losses? Use win losses. You want to use Super Bowls? You want to use playoff? Whatever criteria you want to use, that's up to you. I'm not giving you criteria. I'm just saying, if you had to pick top five quarterbacks, who would they be? Why, why would that, I'll put why would that be a terrible question? I'll, I'll put it I'll, I'll put it, it, it for, for, for me, it is. But I'll put it to you this way. i answer the question this way. Drew Brees was in my four horses. Being used on the show, mano a mano, one night, I was still at work, and we, 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 we nicknamed the four horses. I've always been fascinated with uh, two people in the way they run their offense. That has been Peyton Manning, and one has been Drew Brees. Uh, also, well, when I was younger, so I can't really rate the other quarterbacks. I mean, the only one I actually saw uh, was really Joe Montana. I didn't really see John Elway. I didn't really pitch it. I don't really know. All I hear is about what people say, how Dan Marino played, but I actually watched him, though. Didn't see that. So, if it was one side five, it's just based off what I saw. Drew uh, Brees okay. was see, actually. See, here, here's the problem we're having here. Here's the problem we're having here. No, yes. The reason I'm yes. asking this asking this question is because I think Drew Brees is underrated. Mm-hmm. He just set the all-time passer rating. Right, he's passed for more yes. yards than any quarterback in the history. Right, I think he's underrated. So, yes. the point of the question was: Let me see where you guys feel about his performance. Mm-hmm. All time. Where would you guys? Maybe he's not mm-hmm. overrated. Maybe you guys say, hey, I think he's, he's a great stats guy, but you know what? I don't consider him an all-time great. That's fine, but 
that was the whole it, point. We, that, that was the whole point of the question is, what do you think? Yeah. I think he's underrated, but I don't know what you guys think. If you think he's not in your top five because you think there's five guys or eight guys or 12 guys that you think are better than Breeze in your time mm-hmm. of watching football, okay, that's a fair answer. Is it safe to assume that we all feel like he's underrated? So, can I finish? Yep. I know I'm in traffic. I just want to finish. So, that's finished. To answer, uh, Drew Brees is probably the four or five on my list. I, I don't. I don't think you can actually just dismiss a guy that has done it the way he's done it at the quarterback position. I understand that there are Super Bowl wins, there are playoff wins, there are all that thing, but I'm sorry, the quarterback doesn't play defense. I'm sorry, the quarterback doesn't play special teams. The quarterback doesn't coach. Yes, he touches the ball, but he touches the ball when his team is on offense. And God damn it, if he, if his team has only a, 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 a 30% of, a, of the possession time, not a whole lot that guy can do. But to do what he does when his team does have the ball, to even get 5,000 yards, even when your team is in a losing effort because your defense is, like, the worst in the NFL, he has never been the issue for the Saints as a whole to be a championship team. So I'd rather pull him out of that whole team equation of grading your quarterback and just purely purely off the quarterback position, I would get that dude any day. So he's being he more likely for. Um, I, I, I would I would get him any day. I, I would I would gladly have him as my quarterback any day. Okay. So, so my list so is probably I believe around, I heard you. around four. So I believe I heard you say top five. You said around four. For yeah, around four, around four or five. I mean, really, my, when I think of my, my top five quarterbacks, I'm not not really naming order. I'm just kind of. Put them out there because these guys I like, and that's been Montana, Brady, uh, 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 Rogers, uh, Breeze, and Manny. That's those are the five that come to my head the minute I think top five. Okay, that's fair. And you know, I think what we what and thank you, Trent. Um, and I think mm-hmm. what we're seeing, and I'll give you guys mine in a moment, but I think what we're seeing here is that an appreciation for what Breeze has done. But I liked to hear the thought process because you're right on a level of you ask 10 people and you're going to get different answers because people are going to go by different criteria. You know, we named pretty much all the criteria, you know, statistics, wins, losses, Super Bowls, uh, playoff wins and losses. You know, there's there's so many ways that we can go and and rank quarterbacks. Now, the one guy that no matter what criteria you tend to look at tends to be at or near the top is Tom Brady. So I think pretty much unilaterally we all have to agree that, you know, I think Tom Brady is pretty much number one on most people's list. And the only other guy that could even replace Tom Brady is Joe Montana, simply because Joe Montana was so great long before Brady's time. And maybe he didn't have the statistics, but the game at that time was a much different game. But he was a winner. He just he was just a winner. He would go out and win games. That's what he did. You know, and so, you know, if you watch Joe Montana's career, you know, it's like it's like Michael Jordan. That's who I would compare him to. 
you know, Michael Jordan wasn't the all-time scoring leader and, you know, he, you know, um, and they say, oh, he's got six rings and Bill Russell's got 11. Well, how many, you know, Hall of Famers did Bill Russell have on his team with the Celtics? You know what I mean? Versus Michael Jordan, you know? Um, so, so there's a lot of ways to slice the cat. So for me, um, first of all, at this point, I think to put Rogers in, I don't know, I don't remember who said Rogers may have been K-Star if I remember correctly. I think it's, it's way too early. We both, I know he's 34, 35, whatever, but me and Trent. I, yeah, I, I, no, I don't think Trent said Rogers. I didn't hear him say Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said I, I, I said Rogers. I faced him twice a year. Oh, you did? Okay, well, then I'll, then I'll, <laughs> yeah, then I'll I blast you both. I, I just think, you know, when you talk about Peyton, when you talk about, I mean, let's, let's just say Brady and Montana, we've all agreed with. Okay, so there's two. Done. Um, it's hard to have this conversation and not have – so then look at Peyton and look at Brett Favre. They're, like, identical, right? Now, you can exclude Favre because of the number of turnovers. You could actually say Favre's top ten but not top five because he's got so many damn interceptions. Fine. I'll buy that. So we, bump, we brought Favre out of the top five. But it's hard to bump Manning out of that, especially because he went and got – with all his statistics, and he went and got a second Super Bowl. And he got the second Super Bowl yeah. with, you know, a ripped-up neck after the starting quarterback. You know, it ain't, it, it's not like he led the team all season. The starting quarterback sucked. And so we can say, well, they had a great defense, and they did. But you know what? Osweiler couldn't get it done. And so Manning comes in, a, a shell of him for himself, but he was smart enough to get a second Super Bowl. Man, it's hard to keep Peyton out of that top five, right? And he went so to four total three. Super Bowls. And he went to four total, yeah. although I don't know that you count losses. But, okay, I'll buy that. But I think the second win was more impressive than the first, considering his decline physically. You know, everything he went through to get back to play and considering his stats weren't great, but he did enough to win. And another guy went in there and tried to do it. He couldn't do it. And Peyton comes in, and, he, and he, his intelligence willed him to get that win. So it's hard to keep Peyton out of your top five, right? So now we got three. And I think we all said Peyton Manning, right? So now we got three. So we got two slots left, right? For me, I then have to go to Drew Brees. And frankly, I don't know that I would put Peyton ahead of Drew Brees, and Drew's still playing. But I guess if you put a gun to my head right now, I'll give Peyton a, a nod over Brees with the thought, kind of what K-Star said, let's see what else uh, Brees does although he's done enough, in my opinion, and he could retire right now, and he's, he's pretty much, to me, he's All got his spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. Um, but he's, you know, 4-1 and one on the Saints team this year. They're looking pretty damn good. Took out what a lot of people thought was a pretty good Redskins team and blew them out of the water, destroyed them. You know, game was over at halftime. Um, so then you put – I would put him at four. And then five, to me, is tough. Now it's tough. Now I look at – now I start to look around yeah. at a lot of different quarterbacks to get that five spot. And I look at I, – for me, number five, though, and there's a lot of quarterbacks that you can put in there. But for me, at number five, I got to go Dan Marino. I have to go Dan Marino. Dan Marino did 60-plus thousand yards 30 years ago. <laughs> okay. Yep. In an era that was not a passing era. You know, no. guys are throwing for four and 5,000 yards – a year now, yeah. like nothing. Dan Marino threw for 5,000 yards 30 years ago. He probably would have ripped the one his Super hair Bowl. up, man. 
Oh my God. Oh. What? what, what listen. They talk about um, Aaron Rodgers is the best passer they've ever seen. Um, I love Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. I think he's phenomenal. And I think in time he'll be in the top five um, if he stays healthy because his health is an issue. So let's see what happens if he stays healthy. But I'm sorry. Dan Marino threw the prettiest football I've ever in my life seen to this day. Go watch. Go go YouTube. Anyone out there listening, go YouTube Dan Marino. Quickest release, the prettiest pass. I mean, just phenomenal player. 30 years ago. <laughs> you know, 30 years ago. So, for me. And mind you, when we're looking at you, just, just, to, just to throw in this little nugget, one-dimensional offense. He never had a running game, and the defense knew it, and he still was able to get his yards. Right, right. And, and you know, there, you could say that, you know, Breeze has gone through that, and, you know, different quarterbacks have faced lack of defense, Rodgers. But you're right. You're right. Um, he, he, he did spend a lot of his career with, without the defense, and um, you're, you're right. Um, but so for me, it's Brady, Montana, um, Manning by a nose, but that will change, I believe, Breeze, and then Moreno. Those are my top five. And that's and that's my, my thing, see, is that I wish that's the one guy that I wish I would have seen late. You know, when I actually started yeah. paying attention. The only I mean, I knew I knew yeah. I knew names, but actually seeing play, I saw Joe Montana because I paid attention to the Super Bowl. You know, I didn't right. see Marino at the time that I was watching Super Bowl because so it wasn't there. <laughs> and so uh, right. to right. I kind of anytime we have this actually top five quarterback conversation you are the one who I actually just listen to the most because you've seen yeah. more of them. And I can't, I can't really, I, I, I mean, it was really no disparate to the question. It's difficult for me to answer the question because the history of, because I've missed a, a history of quarterbacks that were actually very, very good and played against defenses where you could treat the quarterback like he was your bitch. You know what I'm saying? Played against defenses where you could hold on to the wide receiver you know what I'm saying, until the cows come home. And the flag would still right. be in the referee's pocket. And yet they were still able to move their teams downfield. It was just different than what you see than what you see now. You know, because they wanted the game to be so much more exciting. So they, they you know, they threw in extra rules or they started enforcing uh uh rules that they already had in. So that yeah. You know, I recommend by the way, um on the NFL Network, a football life, the Dan Marino one, it's pretty awesome. It's an hour-long kind of documentary, just chronicling his career, and um, how even at Pitt, at Pittsburgh, um, as a college player, it was insane. Like some of those throws, like I didn't, I didn't get to see him live back in the day. I just missed it. Um, but like some of the throws I saw in that documentary were absolutely asinine. Like just like, just insane pinpoint bullets. Uh, it was pretty awesome to see. So I recommend um, anyone out there just to check out that A Football Life, Dan Marino. It's on YouTube as well. It's really worth a watch. It's really, really, really good. I think that's a very well-done series. I saw the one they did it. on LT not that long ago. I watched it again. It's a very well-done The Football Life. Um, I, they did Tony Romo recently. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great thing to watch. You can YouTube 
um, Dan Marino highlights and, you know, get a taste of it. But, but you guys are right. It's hard if you – like, I remember, obviously, you know, I appreciate you guys deferring to me because I'm an old fuck. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I remember – but that's really what y'all are saying, he, including my lovely brother over there at Greenwich. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I was back playing with Lincoln Law. That nigga watching football. That's what he's saying. I get it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Seven years ago. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, you know. But, um, but no, I, and I appreciate it because I, I do have that. I, I, I guess it's an advantage, you know, of having watched a lot of these guys um, live like week after week and it is it's hard to replace that and the feeling you got you know it's like you know when someone asks a question like here's a great question and maybe let's ask this question because I'm actually enjoying this topic because I like I, I'm, a, I'm a student of, of how people think and process I just enjoy that and let me ask you guys and this is this is this we didn't prepare for this so you know whatever whatever you guys want to go but you got the ball at your own 20, two minutes to go. You're down by four. Okay? So you need a touchdown to win. And you need to pick a quarterback, any quarterback. It could be one playing now. It could be one that's played in the past. One drive, and you've got to pick a quarterback to go and win the game for you. Now, I can tell you who it's not going to be. It's not going to be Dak Prescott, but that's another conversation we'll have in a little while. Um, but um, <laughs> ain't it funny that I was critical of Frank Reich a week ago and then the Cowboys get virtually the identical situation a week later? Ain't that it, it, We're going to get to that shortly, but isn't that just how life is? Like, I was the one, all y'all was like, yep, good call, yep, good call, yep, good call. And I was like, hell, no, it wasn't. And then the Cowboys get the same call a week later. So the question is, how do I feel? We'll get to that shortly. But anyway, um, and let's start where we ended off with train. And, you know, this isn't, like I said, this is just, I'm curious. This is just off the top of my head. The scenario I just laid out, you need to pick a quarterback to go win the game. Who are you going with? Oh, man. Um, God, that's a tough I'm going to answer this. Let me just let me just preface, me just preface the statement. Um, uh, I'm going to answer it based off the based off the person who I've just seen is John seen John seen do it uh, the most from from my from my memory. Uh, but you know, coaching matters in that situation, so that's what makes your question difficult. <laughs> uh, it's 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 a play call plus. Uh, it's the play call plus the talent. Um, for someone I've seen do it consistently, uh, I, honestly, I, I, pro- I, I would probably go with Tom Brady on that. Okay, Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah. Uh, JB, who you got? Uh, I'm going Montana, and I can think of three different occasions where I pretty much sealed the deal. I think it was Super Bowl. I don't know if it's 15 or 16 against the Bengals. They were down 16-13. He engineers a drive. I think he um, hits John Taylor for a slam for the game-winning score. He uh, engineered a drive, obviously, the catch with, with Dwight Clark. But then also when he played for the Chiefs, 
He uh, marched down the field. I can't remember. I think it was Chiefs and Broncos or whatnot. But just his, his mastery and command of the offense, and this was back when the quarterbacks were the one that were, was the ones calling the plays, obviously making adjustments at the line when they do their pre-snap read. But just watching him engineer drive after drive after drive, comeback victories, I have to go with Montana. Okay. Uh, K-Star. Yeah, I got to go with Brady on this one. Um, talk about, what was the score of the uh, Bengals 49ers? And he came 20 back. to 16. Talking about uh, with Montana? Yeah. yeah, 20 yeah. to 16 was the final score. Yeah. Um, I saw a guy named Tom Brady come back from 28 to 7 in the Super Bowl. And I've just, you know, even in his first year, when he held off Drew Bledsoe and had a game-winning drive in his first Super Bowl appearance against the heavily favored Rams. I mean, we've seen it throughout his entire career. Um, for me, I'm going to go with Brady. He just seems to always make those right reads. Uh, really smart with the football. Situationally, you, when you look at the Patriots and you look at Brady – they always are so successful because of situational football, and that is the ultimate situation where, again, you have the game on the line. I'm always going to go with Tom Brady there. He's just done it too many times and, and too many high-leverage situations. Okay. Would, would it surprise you all that the quarterback with the most fourth-quarter comeback all time is Peyton Manning? No, that would No. And it's not even close. He's got 43, and Brady has 34, tied with, you'll never guess this one, even before my time, Johnny Unitas, 34. Then Dan Marino, then Elway. Roethlisberger is at six, tied with Fran Tarkington and Vinny Testaverde. Drew Brees is at uh, nine, tied with Brett Favre at 28. Eli... 26 tied with Joe Montana. Um, so so I, I was toying between Montana and Aaron Rodgers only because Aaron Rodgers has done it against Dallas, <laughs> and it hurts. Um, <laughs> but with this, yeah, yeah, so it was an emotional victory. And I certainly can understand and appreciate JB's position because I was thinking Montana, but – you know, with this stat here that I found, I got to go with Peyton Manning. 43 times, and he's out of the league and still has the league. You know, with all these great quarterbacks yeah. that we've got yeah. right now, Brady and Breeze and Roethlisberger and Rodgers and all these guys, and they still haven't caught and, and may not catch Peyton Manning. You know, 43 times is, is remarkable. And according to what I read, he did it three separate times, seven times in one year. Can you imagine being the other team? <laughs> you just imagine like, and Peyton's running out there. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's like, that's well, I guess zero. that's it. Yep. So, all right. Hey, you know what, guys? Appreciate you indulging me. Great conversation. Um, you know, I think, I think we could all agree that, you know, when we talk about all-time quarterbacks, I think Drew Brees needs to be in that discussion more than he's been. I don't, I, I don't even think we do him justice. Sure, he's a four-horseman, um, but I think when we talk all-time greats, I just think Brees needs to be elevated. And I, I, I listen to a lot of 
shows talk about him. And, you know, there's no, there's no consistency on giving the man his respect. And I, I say, put some spec in that boy's name. Okay. Put some spec in his name, man. Y'all, y'all need to give that man 72,000 yards. In, and after the shoulder injury he had, where yeah, Nick Saban was ready to sign him in, in Miami and said, nah, we'll pass, was given a 25% chance that he would ever be able to throw a football again. And not only does he come back, but comes back to win a Super Bowl and break all these records. I mean, yo, <laughs> yo. Bruh. Respecting that boy's name. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. And one of the shortest ones also to have that kind of success. You know, Manning six five, Brady six four, then Aaron Rodgers like six three or something like that. So when you talk about height and and the the model that you're looking for for someone that's a six foot, maybe six one on a good day, doesn't get any better. Yep. All right, let, let, let's let's go to the other topic I mentioned a few minutes ago. So, um, you know, I I have to hold myself accountable here. Um, just because I'm the host, don't means I get a pass. And um, you know, last week I was very critical of Frank Reich and the decision to go for it. Um, Jason Garrett's getting a lot of heat um, that the Cowboys didn't go for it. And before I give my thoughts on that. And, and either uh, be consistent or be inconsistent with my position. I'm curious what you guys think. I don't know if you got if you um, it was Sunday Night Football, so I don't know if you guys watched the game. If you didn't, I'm, it was on every freaking replay talk show out there. So if you didn't see, if you didn't catch the replay and know what happened, shame on you because it was everywhere. Um, I'll start with JB because I, I know he must know what you know. This this pretty good. So, um, do you support Garrett's decision to punt, um, or do you think he should have went for it on fourth down? Man, hell no! Nah. Should have went for it. If I said last week, and I'm probably the only one out of the bunch that said Frank Wright should have went for it, and that was fourth and four. This was fourth and, and what Garrett same. calls a long one. Did you say it on okay, case? So you was with me last week. I think I think you all said it. I was yeah. the one who said he shouldn't. Yeah, I think yeah. you all said. Yeah, yeah, you all said it. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I know, I know. Last, yeah. week, I know, I said Wright should have went for it. And with Garrett being on the other side of the fifty and and, and they're on in their territory, I would have went for it. You got Prescott, who's what six two, six three, two thirty five, two forty. You got Zeke. You don't have the offensive line that you normally should have or would hope to have, but they're still a formidable line uh, to say the least. Win the game. You play to win the game. I care if it's a long one or a short two. You go for it. Go get that win. So no, I don't support punting. Okay. So you so in both situations, you say go for it. Right? Last week went yep. for it. You agree with him. This week, Garrett didn't go for it. You disagree. You got it. Okay. I said it. All right. Okay. Head start. Yeah, he's got. He's, he should have went for that. It's fourth and one, um, off the side field. Zeke Elliott. Uh, it's. I heard a crazy stat. Um, Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott on fourth and one situations over the last two years, or sorry, last two and a change of years, thirteen and fourteen in those situations. 18 I'll repeat 19. that. Thirteen. Actually, 18 no, 19. 18 of nineteen. 
Yeah, it's 18 of 19. Yeah. Okay. E- even better. Even better. So, yeah, that, yeah, that, that to me is a great reason to go for it. Okay. Train, I believe you also agreed with Frank Reich last week. I think I was the only one that dissented. I think the three of you all agree, but train correct me. No, you were not the only one. No, you were not the only one dissented. I thought he was an idiot too. Um, Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) No problem. I'm here to remind you. That's all. Uh, All right. Good. So, so forgive me um, because I, I, I did watch the game, but that's probably one situation that I missed. Uh, because I was doing the multitude of things. But he went, he decided to punt it. The ball was on which side of the 50? Their side. It was on, it was on, they were in their territory. And it was at the 42, it was at the Houston 42 yard line. And he punted it and it got down to Houston, got it at their 10. And then they were able to drive down and kick a field goal on win. Okay, uh, in that situation, yes, I would have went for it. Okay. I, I, think, okay. I think there's a bigger difference and a, and a lot more pressure uh, with it being on the other side versus. Right, and, and in fairness, Frank Wright was yeah. in his, I think it was like the same. I think it was yeah, 42, he was in his own territory. His own 42. Yeah, so in fairness, it was his own territory. So I gave this a lot of thought. I, I gave this a lot of thought. And, um, of course, the conventional wisdom is, here's the conventional wisdom, right? Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. So I don't have Jason Garrett's soundbite where he explained that um, it was a long one, which it was. It was more closer to a one and a half yards, and the defense had been playing well. If you watched the game, um, you know they did a great job. I think there was three shots inside the five yard line that they didn't get in. So the defense had played really well, and he felt that pin them back as Chris Jones, the punter, did. And the defense will lock them down, and the Dallas will have enough time. They'll have a short field, and they'll kick the field goal and win the game. Didn't work out that way, but that was his logic. So I thought about it, and I was, I was, I was close to coming on here and being a complete hypocrite and saying, "Yep, you should have went for it." Um, but I, I rethought my position, and I decided that I, I, I the, the, Garrett made a mistake but it wasn't on fourth down. It was on third down. It was third and two, and they called, he called the stupidest, dumbest, not going to fool anybody play I've ever seen in that type of situation. So they put Zeke at fullback. So you guys all know football, and you know how fullback lines up. And Cole Beasley motioned behind Zeke as the halfback. Oh, so the thought was, God, now I remember it. That was the third down play. So the thought yeah. was maybe Cole Beasley will, you know, shake things up, pull a linebacker off, and Zeke can go in and get the first down. They handed it to Zeke, he got nothing because they didn't fool anybody. Because if you're on defense and it's like 
Okay, the league-leading rusher, who, by the way, went into the game leading the league in rushing, including all the rushers who had played at that time. And he still was leading the league in rushing, just for the record, okay? So the league-leading in, league in rusher, for my money, the best back in the NFL right now, period, in the discussion. And you put him at fullback thinking that people aren't going to think he's going to get the ball. I, 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 I don't get it, especially when you, you got a touchdown – to Alan Hearns on the three-yard line, and you did a nice little bop-boop-bop funky play, and, and he was wide open, and you scored. Nice little easy pass. And, and he, I mean, it was a touchdown. And you've got uh, Lenahan and Garrett. Lenahan's your offensive coordinator. Jason Garrett was the offensive coordinator, was a coach in this, in this league for this very team. And y'all can't figure out how to go get two yards on third down? To me, that's the mistake he made. The stupidest call at third and two. The way Zeke had been running all game, I can't blame them for not going for it, even with that stat of 18 out of 19, which is a phenomenal stat. But let's be clear. Most of those, Travis Frederick was the center. Okay. Most of those, um, you had an all-pro offensive line. You didn't have a rookie at guard. You didn't have a journeyman at center. Okay. You had Lyle Collins at guard, and you had um, – what's his name? He retired. I can't remember his name now. Playing tackle, and you had Tyron Smith playing tackle. You had five monsters up front. And so moving to, to get that yard, those guys, it was a piece of cake. And I'm being honest. And Zeke's got a knack for finding the crease too. But that level – well, you ain't got that offensive line right now. Zeke had 13 carries where he got no, no yards or was hit for a loss. Okay. I understand Garrett's rationale, but again, where I fault him was the third down play. The third down play was ridiculous. Um, I, I had said at the beginning of the season, and I will stick to my guns. If Garrett doesn't get this team into the playoffs and get at least a win uh, and make some, uh, you know, a substantial improvement this year, I don't give a damn what the roster is. I don't care. You guys made a decision to get rid of Des Bryant. I don't want to hear it. You guys made, you know, obviously Jason Witten got an offer he couldn't refuse. Okay. Well, you had him for 15 years. <laughs> we think you have him forever. You knew this day was coming. What was your contingency plan? I don't want to hear it. Now the wide receivers are saying, hey, hold on for a second. We're getting open. You know, we're just not getting the ball. Troy Aikman, who we know, love or hate Troy Aikman, he was a very accurate passer back in his day. He's saying Dak Prescott is not very accurate. He's saying I've seen a lot of errant throws and a lot of bad passes. So there's a problem there, and I will go back and say this one last time. I may say it again because I can. I'm the guy that said keep Tony Romo, even when everybody else said, oh, Dak is winning, Dak is winning, Dak is winning, Dak is winning. And I said back then, but, damn, I don't see the ball going downfield. When are they going to open up the playbook for him? I don't see the ball going downfield. Well, two years later, guess what? Other than an occasional Hail Mary or some bullshit, I don't see the ball going downfield. I don't get it. So, Jason, Joe team, I don't give a damn. Get it done this year. Or, as far as I'm concerned, you need to be fired. End of discussion. There's no reason Dallas should have lost that game. Now, the good news is the NFC East is quickly becoming the NFC least. We all said it last week. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Super Bowl hangover for the Eagles. Pretty clear. They're not who they were. Will they snap out of it? Time will tell. We'll see. 
Redskins just got Molly Lott, and the Giants look like absolute garbage. Fortunately for Dallas, there's an opportunity to get something done if they can get some wins. But you got to go and get some wins. No one's going to hand it to you. But you don't have to worry about these other teams like you had to worry last year because Philly was on another level last year. So they, they got so far ahead of you, forget it. Well, this year it looks like Philly's going to be battling every week just like everybody else. If you're not the Chiefs or the Rams, maybe a couple other teams, it looks like it's going to be a very even league this year. So y'all better get some wins because you're right. NFC East is looking like NFC Least right now. That's all I'm saying. Y'all better go get some wins. That's it. I'm done. I don't want to talk about it no more. I get on my damn nerves. All right, let's talk about the Chiefs. Um, I guess the question is, we have, we have over the years had mixed reviews on the Chiefs under Andy Reid. We've had mixed reviews. They, they've started off with great records. I guess I'm asking, guys, do we see, do any of you, and I don't you know, who wants to go first, but do you guys see this team differently because of the quarterback? Could this team be for real? Is this rookie for real? I know you guys have done your bona fide and bona fronts, and I know we'll do that again shortly, and you've done your phenom and peon, and, and, you know. But is this team now legitimate, and is it because of this quarterback, even though they've got the same coach? Who wants to take this one first? I'll take this one first. I think it's only fitting, given that, after week one, I put Patrick Mahomes on the bonafide list before it was in vogue, before it was popular, before the media took this movement and turned into some sort of cult. The cult started here, people. Um, and that should give you a hint as to my answer. Absolutely, it's different. Andy Reid, in his previous starts, uh, hot starts, you know, the, the Chiefs offense was always efficient. It was always solid. But what we saw later in the year, particularly in the playoffs, was the breakdown of offensive play within the playoffs. Um, you saw, and what has been associated with Andy Reid throughout his career is conservative play calling in those uh, tight moments and those playoff moments and those close games. And when you had Alex Smith, one of the most conservative quarterbacks in the NFL, um, it, it, it made it that much more – Easy to blame Andy Reid for those things. Enter Patrick Mahomes with 13 touchdowns, no picks on the year. I don't need to run through his statistics, but he, Andy Reid, has a player that can unlock the talents of that offense around him, unlike what Alex Smith could do on a weekly level. Um, his arm talent alone his ability so far in his early early the season to, to when he's faced adversity um, to overcome it. Uh, to me, I don't see Patrick Mahomes, even if his play declines um, throughout the year, I don't think, for the first time ever, I think that he's actually have an offense that can get them to the Super Bowl because of the quarterback. I don't think that it's a situation where we have with Alex Smith where we expect – some throws short of the third down marker late in the middle of games. You have an aggressive quarterback um, with the, all the talent and confidence and, more importantly, talent in the world. And, and Andy Reid, he's always been a really good play caller. Um, we've seen him turn down McNabb, Mike Fick, um, all kinds of quarterbacks up to years. He was even Brett Favre's quarterback coach um, early in his career. But the evolution of that offense with the jet sweeps and 
the ty- unlocking of Tyreek Hill and everything that they do is just it's perfect. And again, they have the quarterback that gets them to that next level, that gets the aggressive play style that matches the physical ability. It, it's like a perfect marriage between the physical ability um, of Patrick Mahomes and the aggressive play style of, of Andy Reid. He's always coached his talent that he had. How such conservative Patrick Mahomes is aggressive, and that offense is high octane. And what they did to the Jaguars was ridiculous. That Jaguars defense is absolutely bonafide. Don't make any mistakes about it. But what they did, they still put up 30, still moved the ball throughout the game, and they're just a different team. This is a different team uh, than previous years because of Patrick Mahomes. Okay. All of that to say, yes. Okay, gotcha. Uh, JV? Um, They are a a different team, but um, kind of to piggyback off of what Dr. Tran has said earlier, quarterback position is only one player, not everybody doesn't play defense, doesn't play special team, only plays that one position. And it's that defense that concerns me a bit, makes me think the only way they're going to win is in a shootout. Um, they're a legit ball club. I think for the most part, to a certain extent, because of Danny Green saying you're, you're, you're uh, maybe it was Green or Parcells, your record, you are what your record is. I think it was Parcells that said that. So with them being 5-0 and and past undefeated uh, teams that the Chiefs have rolled in throughout the years and and whatnot. They've all been legitimate. I'm not going to go as far as to say they're, they're bound for the Super Bowl or anything like that because it's just NFL is a long season, very long season. So if the defense doesn't get itself right, it, things could change quickly. But they do look look different than past seasons. Okay. Dr. Train, what do you think? Um. Uh, the simple answer to your question is yes, it's a different team, but it's actually kind of, uh, in a way, flipped. I'll just say I, I, I agree with uh, JV on the aspect that, yeah, now offensively uh, you kind of take a step forward. You are you're a lot stronger. Uh, I think Patrick Mahone is is legit offensively. They will um, they will be strong throughout the season. Uh, it's just that defense is defense is now suspect and. In the past, when they did this, it was really about the defense, um, which, uh, which for me, um, you know, it's a, it's. I don't know. I don't know if you want to say it's a better situation to have, but you know, defense still wins championships, and it's this still, this still smells of the formula that, yep, they're going to be strong, they're going to be scary, but when it comes down to it, you're still going to have really a first-year quarterback against veterans, uh, veteran coaches, veteran quarterbacks, veteran teams um, that will, that can possibly find, that will possibly find a way to beat them. I mean, it still, it still seems like it's going to go down the same rabbit trail. Maybe not first round of the playoffs or division, maybe, uh, maybe not divisional round, but maybe AFC championship. Who knows? Okay. Um, I'm going to stay consistent with my belief that people are very quick to anoint players, especially quarterbacks, based on a small sample size. Um, I, 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 I mean, yes, roster-wise is a different team, but I'm a wait-and-see kind of guy. Yep, they're 5-0, and, oh, and um, 
you know, Mahomes got five games this year, and I think he played a couple games last year. Good for him. Um, you know, Garoppolo started off 7-0 and in his career, and before he got hurt, he took a couple of losses. Uh, Dak Prescott had arguably the greatest rookie season of any quarterback in the history of the NFL, and he looks mediocre at best now, just two years later. And I'm and I'm stretching to say he even looks mediocre. I think he sucks. But frankly, if you ask me, I think Dak is terrible right now. He sucks ass. Okay, but two years ago he was the golden child. You know, Cam Newton was the golden child. He's still pretty good, but he ain't he ain't elite. You know, RG three was rookie of the year, and now he's sitting on somebody's bench. Um, you know, I just I've seen this song, I've seen this movie so many times, and it's only the elite. They come back and repeat this and can adjust when the defenses adjust. The, the Bradys, the Mannings, the ones we talked about earlier in our discussion. It's way too soon to put this guy. I mean, the things I hear people saying, not necessarily you guys, but I'm hearing these so-called experts. Um, I, he's played better than any quarterback in the history of the NFL. What? Just because he had more touchdowns in a few games? You're gonna go. You're gonna leap from that to better than any quarterback in the history of the NFL. What? Like I, I just think I, I don't know. I think I don't know if it's fans. I don't know if it's sports writers or media or advertisers or they're just ready to jump on and just anoint is the best word I can come up with. Thank you, Bill Parcells. Someone prematurely, and we've seen this before. We've seen this movie. And all it takes is one defensive coordinator to come up with a scheme that shuts this guy down, and next thing you know, he's mortal. Then I want to see how you react. When you face a team, and, okay, Jacksonville generally has a, a, a defense, a, a, a sound, a sharp defense, but we also know this game's about matchups. So, okay, Um you know, when you face a team that puts a scheme together that slows him down or stops him and he struggles and has a shitty game, then I want to see – and I don't, and that happens. That's part of football. I'm not – I wouldn't hold that against him. But I want to see now when the next team and the next couple teams see that film and do some of the same things, I want to see what he does to adjust. I want to see if he's able to still come back and win games. And it's too soon because we haven't really seen that yet. It's way too soon. So for my money, I believe it when I see it. I'm not a believer yet. Um, they are 5-0. I'll give them that. Um, I, I don't agree with UK Star. I think Andy Reid is, is um, very overrated, extremely overrated as a head coach. Uh, I watched him up close and personal in Philly for years. But I was not impressed at all. That team he had in Philly with T.O., when T.O. came back from pretty much a broken leg to play, should have beat New England that year and didn't get it done. Now, I can't remember all the nuances of the game now. I remember watching the game and questioning many of his decisions, and I'd have to go back and, you know, it was a long time ago. But I, so I'm not sold on Andy Reid, never been sold on Andy Reid. And, you know, he, his consistency to me is his failure to deliver in the most important crunch times. You know, all of his career, all of these great teams that he's coached, all these Chiefs teams that start off with these great records, all the Philly teams uh, with Donovan McNabb and five um, division titles, and you went to one Super Bowl as that coach. Went to one as that coach. So, you know, I, I, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. 
So I'll hold out. You you guys can you guys can you guys can believe. You guys can believe. Um. Uh, before we get into the special segments, I, I could be wrong, but I believe Dr. Train last week said the Steelers were dead. Am I right about that, or am I misremembering? Yeah, so don't say, bro. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know if I called him dead, but maybe I did. Uh, K Star, you should remember because you were the butt of the jokes last week. Did he say it was over for the Steelers last week? Someone said that shit. Beats <laughs> 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 the record who? <laughs> so you don't remember who? Because I, I, I'm surprised you. I would figure you'd be coming on this I'm show. Both guns loaded. Huh? Well, here's a good way of narrowing it down. Who, who picked against the Steelers last week? Who picked the Falcons? I no, probably it wasn't did, me. I picked the Steelers. Two, two, two of us. I might have picked them up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, don't, right. I, train, I don't remember saying the Steelers train, were dead. Train, I, yeah, I, I don't remember you saying it. Train. train, it was you. Own up. Own up. I think it was Train. I think it was Train. Choo-choo. I think it was Train. <laughs> I think it was Train. <laughs> yeah. I was probably closing that window. I think it was Train. Yeah, I think it was Train. Yeah. So, K-Star, you know, in all fairness, I figured um, – you know, we beat you up pretty good last week, and then your team comes back, plays well. Um, you, you, of course, posted the Steelers are back. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we can go that far yet, but they did get a nice win. So I figure I'll give you a minute to, you know, get a little retribution on, on – well, I guess you can get it on all of us because we all gave you a hard time. Um, but if you want to target train since he said the Steelers were dead, feel free. But, however, you know, I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a minute to, you know, gloat a little bit because, you know, we beat you up pretty good last week, and it was fun. I enjoyed it, actually. Yes, I still do. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, yeah it's pretty short-lived. It's hard to come at train, though, because the team was just on a bye week, and frankly, the Bears are really good this year, so it's a little rough uh, to come at him right now. He's on cloud nine still. Uh, it's much easier to come down uh, a little bit to the to be up on the Cowboys and simply just ask, how about them Cowboys, you know? You <laughs> forgot you guys were quick. You guys were quick to say, hey, what's going on with Ben, ben Roethlisberger? I'm like, listen, guys, I watch these games. Ben's not the issue. It's our defense. We can get this thing together, you know. And I turn on playing that football, and I'm watching the quarterback struggle to complete more than 18 completions in five quarters. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? These guys are trying to tell me my quarterback has issues. My course is fucking four horsemen. And this Dak Prescott guy is looking like a fraudulent, you know, trophy relative to what he came out as his rookie year. He looks like fool's gold. Hold on, hold on. Let me just clarify so, one thing. Hold on. Let me just clarify one thing. You're right. Go ahead. Okay. You're right. Go ahead. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I can't. So, I, 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 I Big Ben. Yeah. 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 Dak was terrible. Big Ben was, you know, Big Ben. So good. The, the four horsemen edition and, um, you know, feel pretty good about the series going forward. It was a big test at Cincinnati this upcoming week, uh, which is a massive game. Uh, but, but fuck y'all, Cowboys. And Train, you you get it too. Talk about Mitch Trubisky. We'll see what he does these next coming weeks. It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of messed up though that the guy that said the Steelers are dead is the one that you're giving a pass to. I didn't say the Steelers were dead. I just enjoyed the fact that you were in a little bit of a hole for a change. It was a nice it was a nice change and I enjoyed it. 
Um, but yeah, uh, Dak sucks, but and I can't defend him. He's terrible, <laughs> and you know I I can't. I'm not going to defend him because he's been playing terrible. If you ask me, so he better shape up quick, or you know. Um, although there's no one, they, there's no one. I mean, maybe they can go get Kaepernick or something. I don't know. They, I, they, you know, I, you know, Romo ain't coming out of the booth. He's making a gang of money to sit up there and look pretty, go home to his pretty wife and his kids and do his thing. And Romo's like, I'm done. Y'all had your opportunity. I was ready to play, but no, you brought in the little golden boy and gave him the team. And then I had to go and do that stupid speech on meritocracy, you know, which was freaking dumb, but I did it anyway. Oh, and then you let me come in and run, do one last drive just to, you know, give me something to remember you guys. Yeah, yeah, these, these, okay? I'm done. We're almost done. He ain't going to play no more. He's done. I don't blame him. I'd be done too if I was him. Dak sucks. Dak's terrible. Garrett sucks. They all suck. Zeke's God. Zeke's about it. Zeke's God. Defense pretty good. Got a good defense. Defense pretty good. I can live with the defense, but most of the offense they blow. So, and and and, and congratulations because because you played like Kaka last week and couldn't get that win. Now you've got Jacksonville coming to town, who K-Star just said is legitimate. And yeah, we don't have what Kansas City has on offense. So, good, get ready, Dallas. Get ready because it could get ugly. Get ready. Thank God you have Blake Bortles. Oh, you got to play Jacksonville. Maybe there's a chance. Yeah, they come to Dallas next week. But thank God Blake Bortles is on the other team because maybe <laughs> I still think he's terrible. So so maybe maybe you know maybe maybe we got a shot. Maybe we got a shot. All right. Um, no, but you're right. Congratulations to Steelers. Y'all got a nice win. Ben's good. Ben's God. That sucks. All right. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna keep watching, man. I'm just gonna keep watching, you know. Uh-oh. They played them this Uh-oh. Them Training Bengals giving up, week, man. You know. Just oh, that's saying, what rude. Billy's got the Bengals. Hey, man, keep a, stick, keep a stick under that window, man, so it don't close on you, case. I'm just saying. My <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, my God, man. That's not like one of them old school, man. Train got a little old, old English in him, man. That's not like one of them old school things, man. I like that oh, one. Oh, man, that was, that was the old Leave it to Beaver stuff. Yeah, man. Train is it's so not like some Arthur Floyd would say, man. Yeah, train, man. train is so <laughs> eager to dig some grace for other people's teams because the team he's been sleeping six feet under for the past ten years or so, and now finally these these guys can actually stand up with their chest out finally, and now he's just ready to you know throw people down six feet under. Hey, dude. You know, this is, hey, quiet the kill. It's feel good to come up on on the rock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the world, oh, man. <laughs> I took the boot. I was dry under that rock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was dry. Had a little something to eat. I was good under my rock. What you talking about? <laughs> oh God, you guys are wild. All right, all right. Uh, let's move That's on. Uh, let me do the power rankings. The, the first uh, of the year TMV power rankings. We're a week late, but who cares? Um, interesting power rankings this week. Um, it's still kind of early in the season, but it's you know it's it's time. So I'll I'll start at number five. Uh, Dim Chicago Bears TMV power rankings. Dim Chicago Bears come in at number five. Um, what, what? Number four. Yep, the Dim Bears. Dim Bears. Uh, wait a minute. You know, hold on here. Wait a minute, because you know maybe maybe it's maybe it's maybe this is early. Maybe I shouldn't even do this. Um. But, you know,
Okay, that's enough. But anyway, that's the shuffle, Super Bowl shuffle, Bears. Um, okay, so the Bears are at five. Um, number four, we just talked about the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, surprisingly good this year. Let's see how long that lasts. Uh, number three, Drew Brees and those New Orleans Saints. Um, looking good. Uh, at two, Kansas City Chiefs. And at one, the L.A. Rams. And, you know, honestly, you could probably go back and forth. I had the Chiefs one um, and and the Rams two because the Rams barely beat the Seahawks. Y'all laughed at me last week when I picked the Seahawks, but I know y'all was sweating because I'm Seahawks. I told y'all that they were going to come to play, and yet they did lose. So, ultimately, I was wrong, but it wasn't a laughable pick because – it was a competitive game, went right down to the wire. And I knew I knew they were gonna game. they were gonna bring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew they were gonna bring it. Yeah. yeah. So I looked at that game. I looked at that game. Well, yeah, that's what I said last week, but y'all laughed at me. But I looked at that game and then I looked at what the Chiefs did to the Jaguars and I was like, Well shoot, you know, I think the Chiefs win was more impressive. So I had the Chiefs at number one, but you know it's it's slicing hairs. They're both five and zero. Oh. They're both very impressive, and you could go either one, one or two. Um, you know, you could go either one. So at this point, you you, you know, I, I don't think it's not it, it's not it's okay. <laughs> um, you know, most of the crew went with the Rams, so the Rams are number one. So, so I, I don't you know I don't take that. when I looked at everyone's top five. I didn't and even train sent them in late. But I got to take a peek at him. He traded the Panthers in there. I, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure about the Panthers being in there to be, to be. You know, you had the Panthers in there at three and one, and you know, no Bengals. Um, so I, I don't know about that. But you know, again, it's still early, so um, anything I guess is defense, defensible this early in the season. Over the next three or four weeks, it'll start to shake out. We start to get seven, eight games played. The cream will start to rise to the top. So. All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, JB's segment, Peon versus Phenom. JB, take it away. All right. So, normally I'll start off with Phenom first, but I think this week I'm going to shake it up a little bit. I'm going to go with the Peon of this week's performance. And to be consistent with prior weeks, I'm going to go with the field goal kicker from Green Bay, Mr. Mason. Missing all those field goals, all those extra points. It's now granted he's worked up enough where he's he can buy himself a bad day, but a bad day is a bad day. And your job is to split the uprights. And he went up to the right, up and to the left, but never quite could split the upright. So he gets the Peon Award for this week. Uh, for the Phenom, I could go several ways. I could talk about Mahomes and and the work that he did against the Jaguars. I could even talk about Isaiah Crowell and 219 yards he put up on the Denver defense. Uh, they definitely get accolades, but we talked about this earlier in the show. Uh, Got to give it to Drew Brees being the uh, all-time leading passer and just the way he's done it for his career and how he's done it for the city of, of New Orleans. Uh, and, and not to mention he did have a very good game as well to boot. So Drew Brees will be my phenom for this week. Yeah, I, you're right. You know, I, I thought about the, the phenom and certainly thought about Hopkins. 
um, the play that he did in overtime and the fact that he's leading the league in receiving, um, you know, but you're right with, with Breeze setting the record and doing so with a, with a great, you know, not like he did it and they lost and not like he did it and they had a crappy game. Like he had a great game, you know, did it on a touchdown pass and they blew him out. So yeah, you, you, you gotta give it to Drew Breezy on this one. So good, good job. All right, Jay, good job. Good job. Um, I will say this. I, I'm curious to see what Mason Crosby does the next couple of weeks because, you know, we went through this with Dan Bailey, and I'm not really sure Dan Bailey has even now recovered. Um, time will tell over there in Minnesota, but um, so it'll be interesting. I, I think one of the things, if you guys remember, I can't remember his name, but he was a great kicker for since um, Indianapolis. Um, Okay, so you know what I'm oh, talking Vander about? Jack. Mike Vanderjack. There you go. Vanderjack. Yeah. And when Vanderjack lost, and he was and he was great. And when he lost his confidence, it was over. It was over. And I think Dan Bailey might be suffering from some of that. We'll see. I'm just curious to see what happens with Crosby because he's you're right, he's got a lot of cachet. He's been a great kicker in this league. So did he just have a bad game and sweep it under the rug? Or is this the beginning of a decline? So it'll be interesting to see. Um, so, all right. Good job, JB. Uh, K-Star, bona fide, bona front. Take it away. Yeah, for me, um, last week we had, on the bona front, we had the Tennessee Titans who lost to the Buffalo Bills. So that, was, that was a little interesting. That was nice to See, though they shouldn't be, even though they're bona front, they should be losing the Bills. That's just insane. Um, and our bona fide team, the Ravens, actually lost to the uh, to the Browns. Um, just recapping last week. However, looking at this week or looking at those past week's results, I mean, for me, bona fide, um, he doesn't get as much press as he as he used to when he was a younger player, but. Joe Hayden, the Miami Steelers, is absolutely bona fide. Um, I don't know if you guys saw much of the Steelers game at all, but he was shadow, uh, shadowing Julio Jones throughout the entire game. Um, he took the responsibility on. And Julio Jones, who had 100 yards um, each and every game this season, uh, was held to 60 total. And this man was held without a catch all the way th- midway through the third quarter. Um, and, and Joe Hayden was a pivotal part in the Steelers' defense uh, against the Falcons on Sunday. And, I mean, Julio Jones was, was locked up, y'all. And, like I said, we don't have Ryan Shazier anymore. The Steelers do not. Um, and that's been a massive loss for the Steelers' defense. But another massive or another important piece of the puzzle is Joe Hayden. Um, and now that he's healthy and playing like he was doing last season, um, he, he absolutely is bona fide. And, Going for uh, throughout the year, Russell Way, uh, I expect to see him shadow top receivers, um, and, and that being a big uh, benefit to the Steelers defense, taking away that number one option, um, and forcing teams to beat them elsewhere. Uh, which again, when you play when you play a team that has a dominant receiver, that's the biggest thing you do is take away their best weapon. And um, Joe Hayden, absolutely bona fide performance and bona fide player. Uh, really excited to see him play as well as he did against Julio. On the front, 
Uh, did anyone have any comments, though, in regards to the uh, Joe Hayden bonfire? Or did anyone see I, the game? I, I, I didn't see the game, but I, I would have went with Jalen Ramsey because the difference is he talks it. Like, he went, came out, talked about homeboy, holding four catches, 61 yards. Talked about him. Yeah, that was nice, too. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he said, yeah, he's been a Pro Bowl as a returner. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you know, he, he, he's, he's now – he's like – where Richard Sherman was a few years ago, now it's Jalen Ramsey. And yeah. to me, when you put that yeah. kind of pressure on your back and then you go and deliver, and I think the whole that guy to four catches for 61 yards, I think – I don't know how many targets he had. So, I think he I mean, had seven targets. So, four for 61, I, I don't know. I think I take that on my team any day against a guy that's got that kind of speed and that explosiveness. So, I, I'm just impressed. Not that – I'm not – taking him over Ramsey or over Hayden. I'm just saying another one might be Jalen Ramsey. And I add yeah, the pressure to go there and talk about it. And then you got to go out there and deliver. Um, yeah. We cannot say that Conor McGregor is bona fide. However, we cannot say that. But anyway, I'm sorry. I, 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 My bad. Different sport. Yeah. He tapped. He tapped. I know. Yeah. Anyway, um, right. and who's your boss? Anyone else? I, anyone uh, anyone oh. comments? No, 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 I didn't get the boss. I'm about to. I'll get to that now. Okay. I was curious. Right. Anyone else see the game or have any? Joe Hayden, Julio Jones commentary. Yeah, actually, I, I did see that uh, K Star, and then, and I can see where you're going with that. I don't, I don't have any problem with that one. I think Julio was held without a catch for almost three full quarters, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I can I can go with that one. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I, I don't have a comment on it, man. I had a race Sunday, so I didn't really see it. Yeah, we're just going to close the window on your analysis. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Boner Front for me. Uh, yeah, he had a great game. Shout out to Isaiah Corwell. But, yo, this dude, um, Isaiah Corwell, is absolutely the, the sheer definition of Boner Front. He is a tease. He is when you go to a strip club and you see a fine woman um, and you only walk away with blue balls because we believe in that man, whether it's a fantasy or as a primary, as a primary running back. If you're looking to score, you know, it, you might, it, it's not going to be on Sundays uh, on a consistent basis. So, um, you know, ripped off 200 yards against Denver. One thing I want to say about Denver is they just played that Monday night game at home, had a huge loss. Wasn't too big of a surprise to see them play so bad on the road at Jackson, or I'm sorry, at New York. Um, Isaiah Crowell certainly took advantage of that, but Isaiah Crowell is a average running back in this league, and yeah, he's he's not the one man. He's definitely going to front. So you're speaking from experience in the strip, anyway. Um, <laughs> the, the only comment I have on oh. that would be, I think. Own a front would be K Star's fantasy football team that's at one and four. But anyway, let's you know, let's Oh, I got something to say about four. that. Oh, I got Mediocre. something to say about that, but I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait. Mediocre. Mediocre. Okay. I love that. Yeah, even I gotta I may go watch one. that. We get off the show. I may go watch that interview again. He's a mediocre receiver. Anyway. <laughs> okay. All right, I guess that's it for a case start segment. All right, 
Shout to Train, weekly pick six. Yo, show, brother. All right. Let me uh, pull this up so I can see what I sent you guys. Did you get my note? Because you, you were like a week off with your captions. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was completely yeah. lost. I, I was completely lost. Yeah, I was a little confused, and I'm like, oh, he added a week. Okay. That's season five? <laughs> Man, but you almost had one hell of a race, boy. Yeah. What? Yeah, I think I think it was the after race party that got trained. Yeah, um, you know, I, I posted past two week results. Yeah, I know, but you posted the week five results for week four. No, 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 no. The week five results are week five, though. No, no, no. no. Look up. We've only played five weeks. So your first overall pick six results after week five, that was after week four. And then the next one was the week five after week five. Because we've only played five weeks. You should not have week six written anywhere except on the bottom where he says week six, pick six, because that's coming up. We've only played five weeks yet. Oh, you, you see oh, how you've oh, got it. Week four, week five, week six. Oh, oh okay. I got it? <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm honestly not busting your stones. It took me a minute to figure it out because I was confused. So okay. that's all it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I think it's because I was considering when I actually wrote the email. <laughs> yeah. 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 Share, share okay. what you're drinking, bro. Share what you're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Research All right. So I I mean I, I won't go over the the, the week five um, week four results. I'll go over just the week five results. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Cool>. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. So. So uh, we five pick six results. Uh, K Star came in real solid at five and one, so it's a week six winner. Week week five winner. Well, yeah, week five. God, I didn't read this stuff. Um, uh, little big brother came in. Little brother Jay came in second with four and two. Uh, and me third at two and four, and T leading up the rear at one and five. It's a rough week. Uh, overall. You know, even though the window may be slightly closing on the Steelers, it is not closing on K-Star's ability to pick winners. As he is 22-6, and six, lead the pack, uh, with Jay behind him, it, it, it closely behind at 20-8. And, eight. and uh, T and I pushing up the rear. T was 16-12, and 12 and me holding up the bottom. But the Bears are on the top, just like to say that. At so it's not fair to do <laughs> So, that leads us to week six, pick six. Isn't that cool? It's like if we could stay in week six all the time, I can have that week six, pick six. But unfortunately, <laughs> we keep on. All right, so uh, first up on week six, pick six, you know, is uh, our very own K-Stars Steelers at 2-2-1. Two, two and one. You know, against them uh, AFC North division leading Bengals at four and one, we got some holding up that window. It's um, <laughs> it's a pretty good regular season, bro. So 
we pick, because we know who you're going to pick. We just, if you can, try to convince us why we should pick you on this one. Why should we roll with the step? Sure. Sure. Um, well, 20, my 22-6 record should be enough, but uh, for this game specifically. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw uh, the struggle that Cincinnati had against Miami at home. Um, this team was down. There's two different ways to look at the game. When they were down 17 nothing, and it came back to win 24-7 or 27-24. to um, 24. Uh, They had two defensive touchdowns to do it. They struggled mightily on offense. Uh, without John Ross on the football field for them. They had just lost Tyler Eifert, a big part of their passing offense. Um, and their offense just did not look nearly as potent. Now you have the Steelers coming in um, with, with a running game that's coming around with John, with James Conner, and you have, of course, the best receiver in the world, A.B. and Juju. Uh, and the Bengals' defense has just not been playing very well the past few weeks. I mean, they've been they've had two Last second wins versus Miami and versus at Atlanta. Um, so they were winning by the skin of their teeth to begin with. And the Steelers have one best offense in football. The Bengals have been struggling. I'm going with the Steelers, naturally. Um, but, yeah, that Tyler Eifert injury, pretty significant. I know a lot of people are going to overlook that injury, but he did a lot of things for them offensively in terms of scheme um, that they're going to be missing throughout the rest of the year. Okay. All right. Uh, little bit brother Jay, and we're just going there to order the whole time. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to go with the Steelers also, but it's not so much for the victory over the Falcons. Like I said last week, Falcons just don't have any more defensive players left, so I really wasn't surprised to see the Steelers on offense do what they were supposed to do. I'm picking the Steelers this week more because it reminds me of the Patriots versus the Dolphins from, I think, a week or two ago. I feel like it's that same type of scenario where the Bengals feel like they're the, the, the top of the heat and are, are destined to stay there, and I think the Steelers are going to just knock them off. Joe Mixon is back. I don't think he's 100%. Giovanni's out for another two to four weeks, and along with the, the Eifert injury, um, I think this is going to be one of those games where Steelers, even though they don't have the defense, they're still going to outscore them. So I'm, I'm picking the Steelers. Okay, let me let me kind of nudge you guys to kind of get to the point on your analysis. So we'll be here all night. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers as well. I was leaning towards the Bengals, but Jay makes a valid point on the comparison with the Patriots and the Dolphins. I think it's, I think that's a valid point. I agree with that. And um, I don't think the Steelers are ready to relinquish, relinquish the spot. So I got the Steelers as well. Okay. Um, you know, I'm going I'm to throw out the comparison against uh, how they played against the Dolphins simply because this is a division game. Yeah, it's just any comparing to any, any team outside of division just really just doesn't matter when it comes to division games. Being with at home, and if there's any, any if there's any chance for them to put away, uh, put away the Steelers and knock that little stick out the window, uh, it would be, it would be this week. Uh, so I'm gonna go on a limb, you know, even though the Steelers do look pretty hot, I'm I'm gonna roll with the Bengals uh, for this one. Uh, 
There we go. Prove me wrong one more week. Prove me wrong one more week. Is it that same limb that's holding up the window, Dr. Trang? That same limb. <laughs> I love this. That I love true. this. I just want you all to know next week this is going to be a conversation because one of these two guys is going to have to come back and deal with the other one. I love this. Love this. Okay, guys. Sorry, Trey. Better not be all right, no ankles. <laughs> Post the show. <laughs> so next up, uh, you know, it's crazy. Doing a pick six, I would never thought I would put this team up on the pick six so much, but honestly, they, they are starting to intrigue me every week. I wouldn't want to play this team because you are guaranteed to probably play 50 minutes. No, I'm just going to make sure I get that right. You're guaranteed to probably play 70 minutes <laughs> before you can go on. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> but it's the Chargers 3-2 and two at the Browns 2-2-1. Two, two and one. Uh, In case are these Browns are nipping up on the heels, man. they like peeping inside that window. Uh who you got? Oh man, it's um, on your way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Uh, I'm going actually. Uh, I'm going Cleveland. Yeah, don't don't give us any energy while you're discussing this. We don't want to entertain the fans. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with the Browns. Uh, their defense is. Listen, they're on the bonafide list a couple of weeks ago and. Saw what they did to the Ravens' offense and Steelers' offense and the Saints' offense. Um, and Baker May- Mayfield looks like a good, a good player uh, early on in his career. So I'm going to go with Cleveland at home uh, against the Chargers because of that defense. All right. I know I'm next. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns also. Um K-Star's points on Browns defense, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign on that, but I'll still say with the Chargers traveling from L.A. all the way out to Cleveland and um, the 1 o'clock game on, on, on top of all that, combined with just the Browns being cardiac kids, uh, I'm going to go with the Browns on this one. Uh, I've said the Browns, I need another year. I'm sticking to that. I'm going with the Chargers. You know, I actually like the Browns. I actually like watching them play because they give teams so many, so much fits. Uh, defensively, the offense just makes you just makes you nervous because uh, Baker will probably throw three touchdowns and three intercepts in the same game, but he's still fighting. It's, it's kind of they're, they're a lot more fun to watch than they've ever been. Um, uh, the Chargers always tend to start 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 slow, finish strong. Uh, this this will be one opportunity for the Browns to actually have a winning record, and I don't know how long. I think they want to taste that, even if it's just for a week. So I'm gonna go with the Browns. Next up on the pick six, uh, I really don't have to make this pick. Some of you guys make this pick. <laughs> well, we got the NFC North Division leading Bears at three and one. You know. Whose window is actually starting to open, K-Star. Like, we're, we're just starting to crack it. You know, just kind of pushing up. <laughs> Nothing to hold it up. It's a pretty good window. We just installed it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, up against, traveling down to Miami against the 3-2 and two Dolphins. So, uh, is anybody picking against Chicago? I was going to say, why don't we cut to the chase on this one? 
Um, <laughs> I, I'm going with the Bears. I, I, I can't imagine anyone's picking the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going Bears too, but I'm, I'm leery on this one. Just damn. But Bears too. K-Star? K-Star, you want a little flipper? Yeah? You probably don't even know. Nah, what man. Uh, yeah, he's a Dolphin. <laughs> no, I don't want flippers, okay. right? All right, Dan Marino's not a Dolphin, so no, I'm going with the Bears. <laughs> Dan Marino's not playing, and Jimmy Johnson's not coaching, so neither is Don exactly. Zuller. Let's move on, right? <laughs> All right, this one, this one actually, it, it, it will be in this next one will be an intriguing matchup, um, and it's uh, I, I put it on here because you have one team who kind of come off. You maybe want to call it a, a tough loss. Their 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 running backs are, are falling like crazy. Uh, their quarterback is ridiculously inconsistent, and it makes it look like they don't have defense, which they actually do have defense. Um, so you got the three and two Jaguars um, going down there to the Lone Star State inside of, inside of one of the best stadiums in the NFL, probably maybe the best stadium in the NFL. But anyway, uh, uh, to the two and three Cowboys who just come off man, you talk about a tough loss in a battle for Texas. Uh, I actually like this. I think this will be a good game. Um, and people just like watching the Cowboys for some reason. So I already know what the other two guys are going to pick. Uh, Kiss start. <laughs> Which team is this again? I not hear you. Jaguars 3-2 and two at Cowboys 2-3. and three. Oh, yeah, Jaguars. That was easy. Don't sprain an ankle if something happened next week, boy. Let me, so, let me, let me, let me, let me. You're not going to lose two in a row. Hold on. Hold on. Just give, give me a minute here, okay? Give me a minute here. Thousands undefeated. Here we go. First of all. Okay. Undefeated. There we go. Okay. There we go. All right. Um, you know, I think the Dallas defense had a little something to say about the outcome of this game as well. Let's not forget there's another defense in this game that's been playing really well this year, okay? So even though the offense is sputtered, I ain't going to lie, I can't defend. We do have the league-leading rusher back there, and we've got a, a very solid defense. So we forced someone over there that lives in Jacksonville who now wants to be a Jaguars fan, even though he's a Steelers fan, and, and had the Jaguars beat his Steelers last year to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, uh, go to the conference championship game. Um, but, you know, that's, that's, that's a different story for another day. But now all of a sudden he wants to, you know, the Jaguars, they're legit, they're legit, they're blah, 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 blah. Well, they just lost. But so did Dallas. So why are the Jaguars going to be more angry than the Cowboys? Did you not see the Cowboy game? Did you not see how angry they are? Did you not see that loss? Yo, they're going to come to play. Dallas is going to come to play, okay? Dak is going to hear the criticism. He's going to shut me up because I think he's terrible right now. So he's going to come and shut me up. Zeke's going to go off. They're going to ball control. Dallas going to win this game, bro. And it's in and it's in Dallas. And you're right, Train. Best stadium in the league. I've been there. Anything to add. First one to ten points. <laughs> First one to ten points. Oh my God. Um, you know, with all that said, honestly, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go with Dallas, and, and, and the one simple reason I give is because this year they are undefeated at home. They are playing much better at home than they are on the road. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Dallas myself. 
<laughs> All right, next game up. Here we got the Ravens three and two at the Titans three and two. I kind of put this on there because uh, you know Titans are, are right now leading their division. You know, in order to hold on to their division lead, you know, this is like, like tightly coupled with the Jaguars Cowboys game because the Jags win, Titans lose, they get they get the division lead. Then you got the Ravens on here who are you know a game behind the uh, game behind the Bengals. Bengals they also lost to the Bengals, so you know this, this is closely relied to uh, closely tied to. The, the Steelers and, and Bengals game, so I, I just think this game has a, has a little bit of, of magnitude when it comes to getting division leads early on. So, Chase, um, are you at? Chase, start. Wake up. Okay. okay. JB. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, um, Kofi Flacco pissed off Ravens team for losing to Cleveland, coming in an inconsistent Titans team with Mariota Hurt taking Ravens. Okay. I'm, I'm with JB. Ravens. Ravens. Oh, hold on. Wait, no. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, put me in the Ravens as well. I was trying to oh, you're there. Show, that's okay either. Pay attention. Oh, wow. Yes. We're only doing a show live. Yeah. Can you pay attention? Talk it up, you. He was unbelievable. stick back in the window. Oh man, I guess so. The Ravens, Ravens were bona fide. Titans were bona front. I've said it last week, so yeah, that's an easy one for me. Ravens, unfortunately. I, I, I believe the Ravens Over there with the strippers and his blue balls. That's what I think. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> right, that's, that's really what's going on. I I think the Ravens will get this. Um, they may have to fight a little for it, uh, but it just depends on which Ravens, which which Ravens show up. You know, can that can that defense show up for real and that and that offense be a good counterpart? But uh, I I I still like the Ravens. Um, but you know, the Titans are are a just a just a scrappy team. All right, last but not least, this one, man, I'm at, I'm at the make my wife sit down and watch this one because she's a Patriots fan. But, hey, this might be a preview of the ASC, ASC championship game. Who knows? But um, everybody's waiting for Patrick Mahomes to get a test. Everybody's, you know, they saw it with the Broncos. Then it's like, oh, here come the Jags. Honestly, playing these Patriots is a true test. It's a true test because it's more than just going against Tom Brady. It's not about – it's not solely just about him or him against New England's defense, man. It's Bill. It's it's one of it's one of the best head coaches in NFL history who just has a knack for uh, taking away or doing things to, uh, if not stop, but slow down your best your, your one of your best assets. So, man, Chiefs five and zero at three and two Patriots. And across the power rankings and NFL and other places, the Patriots are still in the top five. K-Star, who you got? And I believe they flexed just the Sunday night football, did they not? Yeah, this is, they did. This is the Sunday night. This, this is the Sunday, Sunday night, night game, yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Damn. This is must-see TV. You going sure. with modified or what? What do you do? No, I'm going with the Patriots. So the difference with the Patriots is now they got Edelman back. 
that kind of puts them in rear form. And then they have Josh Gordon that starts the field. They got their running game going with Sony Michelle. They're at home. That makes the difference here. Um, listen, as bona fide as Mahomes is, and he's going to play a great game, um, I don't think that they can. Uh, I, I don't think that they're going to go and they're going to beat them in that environment on Sunday football versus the goat. So, goat over bona fide in this situation. I'm going to New England. All right, Jay. Yeah, is everything that both of y'all said. The mystique of going to play at New England combined with Belichick and his mastery of taking away what the offense would like to do. Um, true test for Mahomes. I think Patriots are going to take this one. Uh, should be a great game, but I'm definitely going to take the Patriots. So there was uh, – let me indulge, give me a, an extra 30 seconds on this one. There was a, a game in the late 90s with a young Randy Moss coming into Dallas to play the Cowboys, and Randy Boss has been terrorizing the league, and the Cowboys had, to my, in my opinion, the best cornerback uh, still to this day in the history of the game, Deion Primetime Sanders. Uh, I think he's a terrible football analyst, but he was an all-time great cornerback. Oh. And, um, yeah, I don't like him as an analyst at all. But, um, and they interviewed Deion, and Deion was like, hey, you know, he's been great, but he's coming in, you know, he's coming to step up to the man now. So, you know, he's been playing in the little leagues. Now he's coming here to step up to the man. Everybody's like, man, this is a game to watch. Man, this is a game. Everybody's ready for Dion to be all over Randy and shut him down. Um, and so what happened, uh, Randy had a phenomenal game, and Dion couldn't do shit on him. <laughs> um, so I say all that to say I'm going with the Patriots. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with the Patriots. Hey, I was the one who Uh, said there's going to be a defense that's going to figure this guy out. It's just a blueprint. I think this is going to happen. I think it's Sunday is the day that Belichick shows everybody how to keep this guy in check, and then Brady's going to do what Brady does. So, Patriots. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, not going to prolong it. You know, we're going to be all in on the Patriots on this one. Uh, I like what the – I really do like what the Chiefs are doing. Uh, I'm not going to say it's going to be for the Patriots, but you know, wasn't for Belichick, I would probably go Chiefs. But just the head coach is just for this game. I think the head coach matters more than anything. Yep. Well, folks, that's the pick six. Get ready for some football. Okay. Week six. Here we go. Okay. And it looks like the Jaguars and the Cowboys are nationally televised four o'clock, four thirty game on CBS. Uh, Cowboys are on CTV now all, all the time because it's the Cowboys, baby. I mean, you know, it's just how how it works. Um, good, good. So Cowboys are on. Colts and the Jets are on. Who cares? Panthers and the Redskins. Okay, that's a decent game. And then of course Chiefs and the Patriots. Okay, good. Okay, um, good show, guys. I like it. I'm, 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 I, I think there's going to be some accountability next uh, next uh, Tuesday night. So it's going to be interesting. So let's do final words now, and let's start with uh, the guy who just led us through the pick six. Final words, Dr. Train. Well, you know, I had to take a week off, man. Um, got a race in. Got another half marathon done. Body's in a lot of pain. Uh, still enjoyed a little bit of football, what I could catch. Um, but I'm about ready to see my squad again, man. Right ready to see my squad. Never been so excited, so... Uh, just looking forward to see my Bears on the field again. Yeah, crushing these uh, flippers. 
you know. And uh, okay, so I'll see you next week, man. Good luck. Keep that window open. All right. <laughs> K-Star, you are next. Final thought. Yeah. Um, train, man. You better be careful what you wish for, bro. You are you are staying and you are clinging on to that hot take from a week ago. Um, this is a classic case of a sunken cost fallacy where you were so vested in that take that even though over time it's complete another shit, you feel like it's still worth something to you because you were so passionate about it. And so I'm looking forward to Tuesday when the Steelers do what they do to the Bengals, which is remind them who's the king of the north. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to Tuesday as well, buddy. See you there. All right. All right, JB. A uh, few things I'll make it real quick. One, update, Red Sox are up 4-1, to one, top of the eighth. One out, runners, two runners in scoring position, so I'm hoping that they can finish off the Yankees. Secondly, and probably most important for anything that I say, I meant to say this last week, Breast Cancer Awareness Month is here. Ladies out there, please go get your breasts examined. Go make sure that the uh, there's no malignancies or anything like that. Early detention is always key, so make sure that you go out and, and get yourself checked. And lastly, with, with Dak, you're a big-time leader at Mississippi State. You're a leader not just by your vocals but by your play. You have to replicate that. we got to see you start playing much better than what you've been playing before. So big test coming up against the Jags. So. Nice one. And good catch on the Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I know uh, we all probably – I know Train definitely. I know we all have members of our family that, you know, have or may still be – uh, going through it, so uh, good catch on that. And uh, another one, Jay, that you may not even be aware of, but today is the late great Lonnie Brooks' birthday. Remember Lonnie? Hmm. I do. Yeah, I have a. Yes, I know. I we both went him back in the day. We, yes, I was about to say we had epic battles on the basketball court, and I forgot that he had passed uh, a few years back. Yeah, quite a few years back, but yeah, he passed. Yeah. Um, yeah, good, good brother. But, uh, I, yeah, good brother, man. Could he ball? <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. Ball. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, you know, when they talk about some of the greatest ballers that come out of, when they talk about some of the greatest ballers that come out of Bristol, Malcolm Huckabee made it to the pros and all of that. But um, man, you got to you got to put homeboy in that discussion because dude, dude had skills, man. He was he was he was nice, yeah. as you would say. He was nice, you know, real nice, real nice. So R.I.P. Lonnie Brooks. I never forget. I always yes, tell sir. this story. I always tell this story about balling with Lonnie Brooks at the boys' club. Me and my brother would go down on Sundays and ball. And I remember Lonnie had did a move and um. They called a charge on him, one of the dudes on the other team. And Lonnie's like, that's a charge? Like, yeah, that's a charge. And he's like, okay. If that's, he said, you got to let me know the rules. I'm going to play by your rules. If that's what you call a charge, I got you. And um, I said, uh-oh. <laughs> Y'all done unleashed the hounds. And he just, lit, he just lit everybody up after that. He adjusted his game and dude just got off. It was just didn't complain, didn't raise his voice, didn't get mad. He's like, oh, that's how y'all play? Okay. And then he just, just. Whew. But anyway, um, so RIP line. Yeah, he was 3D before 3D you know, was a term. 
Yeah, yeah. The funny is, if if he's looking down, he's probably like, "Damn, that's that's a strange one to get an RIP from." <laughs> well, yes, it is. So take it and love it. Um, yes, sir. Uh, uh, there was something else I wanted to say, and I freaking lost it. God, dog it all. All right. So listen, great show. Tonight, Antonio guys. Brown's the best receiver in the world. That's what you uh, wanted to say. I, I don't know. No, I definitely wasn't going to say that this year. Uh, you got a battle to get that title this year because there's some other guys getting it done. Hopkins is looking pretty nice. So I don't know, man. I don't know about this year, bro. We'll see. We'll see. But I will say this. Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back in all of football. End of discussion. Period. Let's not let, let's move on because your boy ain't been playing. And that girl, he's nice. You know, I didn't say there was other good – in all seriousness, um, I think Ezekiel will be doing what Todd Gurley is doing in L.A. And I think that uh, Gurley would play really well in Dallas, and those two right now are the best for sure. I don't really care which one over the other. Saying two. Awesome, I'm saying I'm not saying two. Okay, don't or, give me that two crap. That's just because if you were yeah, – yeah, no, no, no. I don't, want, don't give me the two crap because if your boy was playing all year, you wouldn't be saying that crap. You'd be saying, oh, no, Le'Veon Bell <laughs> is the best in the national. So, don't, now since your boy ain't playing, now all of a sudden, oh, there's two other guys and they're the best because your boy ain't playing. Stop it. Cut it out because you're being a hypocrite. Because if, if Bell was playing and we've had this conversation every year, what do you come out and say? Oh, it's Bell. He's the best because he can catch all the backfield. He can do this. He can do that. So, ah. Your boy ain't playing, so he ain't in the conversation right now. So now we can no longer say, oh, Zeke or, or, or Bell, like we've been saying, because Bell ain't playing. So give my boy his credit. Went into the did. game, league-leading rusher, with all the 1 o'clock awesome. games already had been played, and he was still leading the league in rushing. And he's catching balls out of the backfield now because we ain't got nobody else to throw to. But anyway, that's another conversation for another day. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, sickening, sickening. Listen, oh, yeah, okay, I remember what I was going to say. I agree with everything Jay said about Dak, but I want the receivers, shut up. I want Jerry Jones to shut up. And I, I'm on my last bit of patience with you, Jason Garrett. This is your time to shine. You've got a stout defense coming in. A questionable offense. Oh, sounds like Dallas. Um, coming into your stadium, what are you going to do? I'm not listening to excuses. We need a win. End of discussion. We need a win. Period. Go get that win. Keep us in this. Keep us in this dogfight. Okay. Get that win. All right. That's all I got. Okay. Hey guys, great show. Appreciate you. We'll be back next Tuesday night. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Can't wait. <laughs> Because uh, one of these two guys, either Train or K-Star, going to have to eat some crow next week. So we'll see how that plays out. So looking forward to it. So for Dr. Train, for K-Star, and, of course, for JP, uh, JB, everybody have a great night. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Some great games. Catch that Sunday night game. Train was right. Must see TV. Let's all watch it. We'll be back here next Tuesday night. Remember, the Madden voice, all future settle on the field. Good night, everybody. Bop, 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 bop,